Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Shears, a pastor, certified kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, and an investment advisor representative. We will be discussing topics such as biblically responsible investing, estate planning, and wealth transfer that will benefit you as an obedient steward. Christianity is revolutionary. Shouldn't your stewardship be as well? This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. My name is Jay Shures, a pastor and certified kingdom advisor. I appreciate the fact you're using wisdom from this podcast to facilitate better financial stewardship in your life. If you have questions about today's podcast, you can find our contact information at kingdomplanadvisory.com. That is kingdomplanadvisory.com. You can actually schedule a free consultation through that website, or you're free to give us a call at toll-free number at 888-226-7614 if you have stewardship questions in regards to the information that we discussed today. So I'm going to talk to you about a subject today that uh, isn't discussed often, uh, and it should be, especially in in the community of believers, uh, those people who are guided by biblical principles. Now, as we're nearing the end of 2020, uh, the markets have done really well lately. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the optimism of a vaccination uh, being approved for the uh, COVID-19 uh, coronavirus. And the, the, the markets have responded in kind. So we went over 30,000 on the Dow. And I can remember back uh, in about 2000 when the Dow went over 10,000 and we actually had a party in the office that day. We just thought, oh my gosh, you know, the markets are just, uh, it's just unbelievable. Um, And then there were some people at that time said, you know, we can see the Dow going to 30,000. And an office of advisors were like, no, not a chance. Because we remember like when Ronald Reagan was president, you know, the the Dow Industrials, the 30, Positions were, you know, seven or eight hundred on the Dow. Uh, you, you heard that correctly. Uh, it was in the seven to eight hundred range. I'd have to look it up to see what it was at, on on a particular date. But it was less than a thousand, uh, and now we're over thirty thousand. That's a whole other topic, a whole other story about you know time in the market, not timing the market. But regardless, um, we we see appreciation, especially in growth positions. Um, and, and people are setting on quite a bit of, of appreciated gain, uh, right now. Uh, not, not everyone, if you, you know, if you were in bonds or if you were in some of these dividend paying positions, they haven't, uh, um, accrued as much gain as some of the growth positions. So this is really for those people that are in non-qualified positions. So it's not in an IRA. It's not in a 401k. It's not in a Roth. It's not in a 457. It's not in a 403b. This is individual brokerage accounts or mutual fund accounts or or just quote unquote investment accounts that you own uh, or jointly own with with a family member or possibly uh, um, a a situation where it's... it's, uh, you're managing money for you know, an UTMA account, that kind of thing. Uh, this advice is not for custodial accounts. This advice is for individually owned accounts or jointly owned accounts. That's We classify that as non-qualified. So I'm going to give you a for instance of gain. Okay, We're going to, make, we're going to use simple numbers and, and uh, make it easy. So let's say that more than 12 months ago, all right? So that's the key right here. 
All right, so 13 months plus. You invested $100,000. And that, that account balance or those positions are now worth 200000 Right? $200,000. Now, what can you do with those? Well, you can do nothing. All right? You can, you can uh, um, just keep it as it is. Uh, there, there is no taxable capital gain on positions that have not been liquidated. Okay, but let's say that that you're you're retired, uh, you're you know age sixty five plus, um, you've got uh, you know no need for the 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 liquidation of the assets. You don't need to cash in twenty five thousand uh, to buy, you know, something. It's basically money that you have have stocked away, uh, and you you're really thinking about just passing it on to beneficiaries, passing it on to uh, children or grandchildren, or whatever it may be. Now, let's say that within that account, so it went from a hundred to two hundred thousand. That that gain is really kind of focused on two or three positions. Let's say. Um, you know, uh, three or four growth positions. Now, what happens if you cash them out and you and you've you've held them thirteen months plus? Well, you're going to pay capital gains on that appreciation. So there's a hundred thousand dollars of gain. I'm just going to use, like I said, I'm going to make this simple. I know that there may be different positions. I know that there may be different amounts, but but for the sake of argument. There's a the the cost basis is a hundred thousand, uh, and there's a hundred thousand dollars of gain, and and you're thinking, okay, what what are my options? Well, if you cashed them out, uh, you're going to pay capital gains on a hundred thousand. Now, 2020, there's basically three levels of capital gains: zero percentage based. It's based on income, uh, based on on family demographics, uh, joint or uh, individually uh, taxpayers. It's either zero. 15% or 20%, okay? It, it really depends on, uh, like I said, individually owned or individual uh, uh, filing status or jointly or joint filing status. I would say that if you've got a couple hundred thousand dollars in the brokerage account, you're probably in the 15 to 20% uh, range. So what what is that going to cost you if, if you cash them out? It's either going to cost you fifteen or $20,000 capital gains. And I'm listen, I'm focused on owning them longer than 13 months because if you own them 12 months or less that's short term all right that's short term and that's going to be taxed at your normal income rate okay so maybe 12% 15% 18% 24% um, so this is 13 months or longer long term uh, holdings that you're going to be taxed at 0% 15% or 20% all right, so basically it's either going to be 15000 or 20000 on that $100,000 of gain. Now, what if you never do anything with it? It just passes to uh, beneficiaries. Well, they assume a stepped-up cost basis depending on what is owned. Now, if it's an annuity, we're not talking about annuities. Annuities are taxed differently. You're not going to be able to, to, to pass along a step-up on a cost basis for an annuity. Your beneficiaries, all right, especially non-spousal, so if it's kids or grandkids, they're going to pay normal income tax on the, on the gain. 
All right. But if you pass, uh, let's say you've got uh, several thousand shares of Walmart stock or Facebook or, or uh, just it doesn't really make a difference what it is. If you pass that along and you paid a dollar a share and now it's worth two dollars a share, your beneficiaries will inherit that at two dollars a share. It's actually the median uh, uh, call, uh, the price at the date of your death. All right. So let's say that stock is worth two dollars and three cents on the date of your death at, at uh, one o'clock noon. Um, that's basically the, their new cost basis. They don't inherit. They don't inherit the one dollar cost basis. All right. Real estate's kind of the same way. You, you, you get a step up at death. That's why I don't recommend people give away real estate while they're living, uh, especially if it's, if it's a, uh, appreciated in value. So that's one option, all right? Just just doing nothing and letting it go uh, through a transfer on death, preferably. We don't want it to go through probate if it doesn't have to. Um, but I'm going to throw another idea at you here. How can you get a tax break tax deduction without paying a capital gains uh, on that appreciated stock. Let's say that you're a good giver. Okay? You're a good giver. You want to uh, give, you know, $25,000, $50,000 away in a particular year or maybe $5,000 or whatever the number is. What can you do? You can donate appreciated stock. Okay? You can donate appreciated stock. Now, I don't want to get into the deduction aspect of it because unless you itemize your understandard deduction, okay? If you itemize, you might be able to, to take a deduction for donating this. What we're trying to do is avoid capital gains. That's the topic of this, this, this podcast today. So you could take, let's say you own 1,000 shares of XYZ stock, all right? Um, and you say, oh my gosh, you know, I, I paid a, a dollar a share and now it's worth $2 a share. It's doubled, um, you know, since I've owned it and I've owned it for 10 years. You can take that stock, all right, and donate it. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. There's different ways to do this, but this is one of the ways that I think is, is a viable option. You can donate it to a donor advised fund, okay? A donor-advised fund. Now, what is a donor-advised fund? Donor-advised fund is run by a custodian. So it may be like a Fidelity or a Vanguard or a TD, TD Ameritrade, a, a, a custodian. It could be a number of different uh, custodians. I'm just throwing some, some names out there. And the whole purpose of, of the donor-advised fund is number one to accept your appreciated uh, equity gifts, equity uh, uh, appreciated securities, so mutual funds, stocks, bonds, that type of thing. You can donate that to the fund, and when you do that, you avoid the capital gains when making the gift. Right? You, you're not liquidating. See, normally, if you want to give money away, you you would liquidate the amount that you want to give away. You would pay the capital gains on it because it's appreciated, and then you would make your, your distribution to your charitable organizations. What I'm saying is avoid cashing those in, which will, tr which will trigger capital gains. 
All right. If you cash them in, if you liquidate, you say, you know, I want to give ten thousand dollars to uh, the local uh, church or, or charitable organization. Um, uh, Mr. Advisor, cash in ten thousand dollars. Send me a check, um, and I'm going to make that that uh, charitable gift this year. I'm saying don't do it like that. All right. I'm saying take that appreciated stock and and consider a donor advised fund. Now, while we're talking about making donations of appreciated stocks, now many charitable organizations or, or uh, uh, not-for-profits have existing brokerage accounts where you can still make a, a, a contribution. I personally have set up many uh, brokerage accounts for not-for-profits so that we can do the exact same thing. All right? But a donor-advised fund is really kind of like a Cadillac of, of charitable contributions because you can take one gift and divide it among many, okay? And you could do it over time. So let's say 2020, you're up $100,000. And you say, you know what? <clears throat> Rather than taking 10000 a year for the next 10 years, <coughs> let's just take that $100,000 of appreciated stock and donate it right now to the donor advised fund. Now you still have control over this. Right, you get to pick what charity uh, charities are are, are, are uh, specified, uh, what amounts they get. So it's not like that you're cutting all strings. It's simply a vehicle, a simply a vehicle to facilitate facilitate uh, kind of worry free charitable giving, making gifts, and that's what we're supposed to be doing as believers, right? And we're supposed to be doing that. You know, you can make a, a donation of cash, stocks, non-publicly traded assets such as private business interests, cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, private company stock. Um, there's a number of things that you can donate. You know, a, contrib- a, a contribution to a donor-advised fund is irrevocable. Okay, you don't get to pull it back out. The funds will not be returned to the donor. So you give it away. You cut that part of the string. Okay. But you still get to decide what charity to support. If you do, if you say, I want to do $100,000, i am going to donate $100,000 right now. But I'm going to, I want the, the, the donations to the specific charities to be done over time. That allows for potential growth within the donor advised fund. Many of the donor advised funds actually have investment options within the fund that you can choose okay it's it's very it's got uh, uh, several moving parts but i like it people It, it it gives you an opportunity to number one avoid capital gains number two to be a charitable giver which we we are commanded to give we're we we are instructed to take care of the needy the poor the widows the orphans the sick we could do it through a donor advised fund now, it's really designed for those people who want to make multiple donations across a spectrum of charities over time. Okay? So you can make a one-time gift, but be a continuous giver for, the, the, for several years. All right? It, 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 it's flexible. Versus, now listen to me, versus saying, well, you know, I... I don't want to give a hundred thousand dollars to this this one specific charity right now. Um, I want to do you know ten thousand, ten thousand, ten thousand, ten thousand. If you do that individually, 
You can, but what happens is there could be a correction, there could be a recession. Uh, the 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 value of those assets may decline over time, um, and it's not a streamlined. So I'm, I'm when we do these individually. When I when I facilitate uh, the the contribution to individual not for profits through individual brokerage accounts, a little work is involved. It's not bad. I, I love doing it because it's it's for a good cause, and I I do it free of charge for those those not for profits, but. To think that you can make a one-time donation and have the flexibility of making donations to your charities that you choose over a time period and by dollar amount or by percentage, people, that's that's a pretty good thing, right? <clears throat> it And the, the tax reporting on this, that's the key issue. So these donor advised funds, I mean, they they got it strapped down. They 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 you know the the diligence, the due diligence is done on, on the not for profits. They're making sure that the contributions are not going to someone who doesn't qualify. Uh, here's what I've seen. There's you know over time, sometimes not for profits uh, are no longer in operation. If that happens, a donor advised fund through their due diligence knows what's going on. They're going to make contact with you. Uh, they're going to say, hey, you know, this one is not in operation anymore or there's been some issues with it. Uh, tax reporting is not, you know, spot on. Uh, you've got that flexibility by using basically uh, an auctioneer. You know, that's, uh, I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a redneck uh, financial planner. You know, I want to think of, you know, someone standing on top of a podium or auction block and saying, hey, this goes here, 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 here. That's kind of what a donor advised fund is. <clears throat> Now, you can have representation through, uh, your advisor can be involved in this process, uh, and I suggest it, um, because they can ha- help you make decisions with how the money is handled within the donor advised fund. It doesn't have to be invested, it could be, but it can be, depending on your age, all right? Depending on your age, depending on what you're wanting to do, depending on your wishes, depending on what makes you smile. Uh, but it's a pretty cool process, uh, and it's an option. Like I said, there are several options. Several options. But right now, it's a big topic because there are appreciated assets. I've gotten several calls this year already saying, Jay, we, you know, we're considering making uh, multiple donations uh, from our, our brokerage account, uh, and we want to choose these specific things. Ideally, it would have been great uh, with a relationship with a donor-advised fund that we add those not-for-profits to the donor-advised fund uh, through their process, adding process, uh, and we just say, hey, let's just make let's just make one donation, but that one donation can be spread out according to to your wishes from that donor advice fund. It may, people, it's cool. I'm telling you. Um, and and once again, it allows us to be obedient. It allows us to do what we're called to do. Okay, it allows us to do what we are called to do. Now, I'm going to stop it right there. There's no reason to, to, to continue that message. It is what it is. If, if you are in that situation, um, you know, the, let's have a conversation. I can, I can answer as many questions as I can answer. You know, we can use it for, for a myriad of purposes. You know, uh, um, required minimum distributions, if you don't want to take them. Uh, you say, you know, I want to make those contributions. You know, donor advice fund is an option there as well. I'm telling you what, they're slick. Um, they're slick, and, and they're not taking a whole lot of cost off the top 
Uh, it's actually minimal versus uh, making contributions to like your county foundation, which may take upwards of thirty percent off your donation. People, that's 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 uncalled for. I I, I just don't recommend it. Um, now I'd probably just upset a whole lot of people that may work for foundations. Um, uh, but a 30%, 20% coming off the top, uh, I, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, one of those other options out there that are considerably cheaper uh, to do the same thing. So, if you got questions, kingdomplanadvisory.com, kingdomplanadvisory.com. Toll-free number is 888-226-7614. Listen, open your heart to, to giving, um, especially in, in times of, of uh, bountiful harvest. Um, and it's not hard to do. Okay. You may need a little help getting it done, but it's not hard. So God bless you. You know, have a, have a great day. Like I said, open your heart, pray through it. Uh, if you've got questions, reach out and I'll do the best I can to answer them. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit kingdomplanadvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website or you may call 888-226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.